Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. All right. Welcome back, friends. Bree, Caitlin, and I have a very exciting guest today. Everybody, welcome Cody Peterson. He worked on set from the very beginning on Motherland Fort Salem as Elliot's assistant and the associate producer. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and uh, sharing. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I've been a fan of you guys, so it's really cool. Oh, thank you. It is mutual. So mutual. (laughs) Big mutual. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. First question is, how did you get started working on set? Oh, I got started uh, around 2012. I went to film school in Vancouver. It was like a 15-month program at uh, this art school. And then right out of that, I just started volunteering on set. So basically I was like homeless (laughs) and like sleeping on friends, couches, trying to get like work on set. And I was like volunteering. So I was like, did a full movie as a volunteer PA. And then I soon started. Yeah, it was tough. And then, and, and like in film, it's all about like who, you know, and who you're friends with. So literally I just had to keep volunteering on Craigslist and until I could meet somebody, I could give me a paid gig. And then it wasn't until like 2018, I ended up meeting Elliot in an interview and getting started on Motherland. Wow. So that is quite a journey. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of uh, dedication or a lot of like hours you put in unpaid just to get to where you are. Yeah, exactly. And then the paid work too, like, you know, as, as a PA, you're standing on set for 15 hours, you know, sometimes in the rain, sometimes you forget to bring your rain jacket. So you're standing there in a hoodie or whatever. And it's just long ass days. And yeah, the whole, just in my head, I was like, you know, I want to be a writer and produce. So that's just what kept kept me going. Well, we appreciate your dedication and all the time <laughs> you put in so that we got to see your work on Motherland because we really appreciated it. Oh, thanks. It's a lot of just like <laughs> making sure people could go to the right meetings. <laughs> hey, that's all. Hey, if people don't get to the meetings, this stuff doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So uh, when you were working as Elliot's assistant, like what did mm-hmm. your job duties entail in that position? Yeah, there was um, a little bit like in the first season where I would like drive him to set, drive him back home or... Uh, but it was mostly just keeping track of his schedule pretty much and um, tracking the scripts and stuff and making sure everything was copacetic, you know. I would do like the assistant stuff like, oh, here's some groceries for you. And like, you know, which I'm very happy to do, like um, anything I can do to help him and make his life a little easier. I was very, very excited to do. So um, just that sort of stuff, mainly scheduling and making sure, you know, <laughs> he has the right Zoom link, stuff like that. <laughs> 
That's very important. That's yeah. very important. We have learned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I can imagine. Oh my god! Like not even just there's been lots of yeah. Before mm -hmm. we, before Caitlin joined the podcast, we learned the the terrors of the Zoom link in, yeah. during a convention. So oh <laughs> it's so tough. So much fun. Yeah. yeah. I hate it when um you're on Zoom and it's like who's the host? <laughs> like who's supposed <laughs> to let in everybody? Who's you know? <laughs> yeah, cuz you're like can you unmute whatever and you're like who who it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was laughing when you brought being up being a PA because I've done that before and it's just it was so tough. I, I went to school for entertainment and arts management, so I okay. know this world a little more than my mm -hmm. two medical professionals. <laughs> but anyway, you are now credited as an associate producer for the third season. How did mm -hmm. your role evolve over the entire series? Um, I got more involved in the uh, writer's room and with post-production, uh, especially post um we uh like i was you know taking notes and meetings and stuff like that and then when i got bumped up to nap uh, we ended up having a new post team pretty much uh except for some editors um and so i had to make sure they understood what the show was and what it entails and um what's you know best way we can really streamline everything into a really um efficient manner and so, and then also I was like giving notes on scripts. I was giving notes on the cuts and sometimes we would get a cut and it's like, okay, we are three or four minutes over. What are we going to lose? And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there, I, don't, I hope there isn't stuff where fans would like slit my throat or something, but you know, there's just like little things like, okay, maybe we can just like lose that line. I don't think we need that. You know, stuff like that. So. Are you the reason Calder stuff got cut? <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, I, I, I shipped that hard. I tried. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it uh, how it went down exactly. You know, I was in a lot of places and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of spinning plates. Um, but no, I, I, I know the fans were really into Calder and I tried to make that known. But yeah. It's what can you totally do? You can't kidding. please everyone. She was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I just thought of something. Can oh, no. I? Can I just oh, like interrupt? Oh. Yeah. The <laughs> vows. Do you know what was said? The vows. Because people oh, will yeah. kill us if we don't ask. <laughs> um, I don't know if they were scripted or not. I'm sure there was a draft of that, but um, I don't know exactly. Huh, that's an interesting question. Sorry, I um our goal is to stump you because you told yeah. us that you could answer anything. Well, it's funny, I like takes me a couple uh, takes me a few minutes to find the scripts, but um I think that episode was like going long anyway, so I think that was like an efficient manner just to cut it down and like make it quicker to shoot too. Um but the vows, that's a really good question and I'm just, sorry I don't have thank an answer. You. That was like the big, we kept on Twitter after that episode aired, it was just like everyone trying to lip, lip read uh -huh. Rail and Scylla, and it's like, people have asked us, and we're like, oh. 
Let me see. I love how they ask us. Like, okay, yes, I'm we like, do. what do you think? We do know we some have. things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the thing is, do we, we do like know Cody things Peterson? sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, no, I don't. That's see a any. valid answer. Um, I'll just say I don't see any. I I just quickly skimmed through a script and it looked like the way it kind of was. Well, we appreciate. Thanks for checking. Oh, no worries. That's also half of my job. It's like we'll be in a meeting like this, and I'm like, "What did we do there?" And then I'd immediately jump into like script mode, Command F. (laughs) Okay, that's what it was. Command F saves your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Command Z. Thank you. Yeah. Usually I'm behind the scenes of the interview. This is actually the first interview I'm fully in, I believe. And so I'm usually just Googling whatever they say in the interview to fact check them and make sure. That <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Um, all right. So we have a, a question that we have pondered since the beginning. Theora mm-hmm. and I have just tried to figure this out and then when caitlin came in she added her brain power and yet here we are asking you how much time elapsed throughout the course of the series from the first episode to the last like how you want much my time... opinion yes I-, I think it's a year because the pilot is like february and then we end season th- like midway through season three it's like christmas yule mm-hmm. and new year's so I think it's about eleven or twelve months, honestly. Boom. There uh, you go, Theora. Yes. When did they go back home to, like the session, like to Rael's home for some break? What break was that? That was um, like fall break because it was around time like Halloween. Yeah, it was Samhain, right? Yeah, it was Samhain. It was yeah, it was Samhain in season two, was right before that. So. Christmas. Yeah. Like November break. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Veterans Day break. <laughs> Actually, that's probably really what it was. Like Veterans Day break. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good question. Which is October. Mm-hmm. So no one thinks it's weird that these two couples got married and just met. I think it's weird. I pointed out that on the podcast. I got shamed. Especially if you think it's only a year. The stakes like were high. People get really close really fast. Yeah. And- it's it's like wartime. It's like you know when like somebody's getting shipped out of World War Two and they yeah. meet a gal like the night before. And they're like, let's get married in my uniform right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. my guess. But hey, let's be real, real. And so I have like been torn apart so many times. They're like, all right, we're just doing it now. Yeah, their bond is already so strong. Exactly. Okay, listen, that makes sense. But a Dylan Abigail met like. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. They're already talking about babies before they even talked about marriage. (laughs) You know, it was really intimate. Yeah, things got close and intimate. You know, in the Dodger factory or whatever. Exactly. All that paper, you know, that really just promotes the closeness. Yeah, they basically had two relationships with Dwight and Shelby. You know, Dwight exactly. So okay, <laughs> really, they've been having two relationships the whole time, Theora. Yeah, I think Duh. Dwight and Shelby are closer than a Dylan. Abigail. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they really leapfrogged their entire relationship. They did. Uh, wouldn't I just kill in Motherland trivia? Oh my goodness, I'm waiting for oh any bar in my city to open. Listen, that up. you would be <laughs> the secret trivia. weapon. 
We should host trivia. We should host trivia and then have you come on and like no one know who you are. And then you just get every question. Well, we yeah. have to do that before this interview goes out. Then. <laughs> I, I feel what? like people know Cody already. They do, but... <laughs> you can help us write disguises. the questions. This is what I would love that, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what was this revision? Cody, nobody knows the revision. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry, what was the question? I was like, like what, what happened when we revised this script on this day? Like oh that's, yeah that's not that's a reason for that line yeah exactly or be like oh who directed uh episode 204 anybody know you know stuff do like you that guys know they do because they, they say it at the beginning of every episode like okay listen her. i've i've slept a lot and yelled at a lot of people <laughs> since then i don't uh, think it was amanda tapping for episode four 204 um it's actually funny sure. i was like away for a bunch of season two because i like taylor this past season i uh had a concussion so like kind of <gasps> the same no. thing it was episode two season two i had a concussion and then i came back i think i think we're just about to shoot episode six wow so uh, what is it with this of... show and concussions because yes. ashley yeah ashley um i luckily i didn't get covid like a few other people but i know it was That's just kind of odd yeah we're glad you're doing better now. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, all of this happen on set? But like, yeah, it actually. I uh, what happened for me is I'm like really tall, and you know those like tents you see, like um, where they'll put like the monitors and stuff. Yeah. The top yeah. of my head hit the like the one of those top rungs. <laughs> so it was like a dark set. It was like um different elevation floor. And I was just like in a different headspace. I was in kind of a bad mood, and I just bonked my head. And I was like, "Oh no!" Um, and that's how it all went down. You can get a but, concussion yeah. just from doing that. Well, I had a previous concussion, to be okay. honest, on another show I worked on right after the pilot. Actually, I did another show, and I got a concussion on that, and then, so it Jeez. kind of just like re-brought it back. But um, yeah, I'm doing much better now. That's good. I'm glad mm -hmm. you're doing better. Cause thank you, thank those you. Those are no joke. No. No, and it just seems like there's just hazards abound. And so, you know, Taylor's concussion was just like one of the challenges that happened like during season three. Um, mm -hmm. We always say like, we're lucky we got the season because there's so many things that seem to have happened that nobody could have foreseen. So just like from your perspective, like during season three, like what was the one of the most like difficult impediments that you had to navigate? during that time oh, definitely the taylor thing that just set us back like like i feel so bad for the girl and like her and i've talked about it but it was literally like one of those where we had all we had a plan for the season we had all these scripts in order and it was just like rewind and sh rewriting stuff um that are to be shot you know and so that was a huge huge undertaking and our writers were amazing for being able to pull that off and I think it kind of frankly made the season a little bit better um, than we had. And they would agree with me on that one. Um, Cause you know, like sometimes creative problems, you need a creative solution. So it kind of just made a different opportunity. Uh, but that was just huge. Like that was like groundbreak. Like it was yeah. like an earthquake just went off. Um, so yeah, that was probably our biggest challenge of the, of the season, to be honest. Are you able um, to tell us what the original storyline was? 
Uh, honestly, it was just very sim similar, but it was just okay. Taylor just there. Um, but it kind of just added a heightened um, thing with like the mycelium, you know, like an added danger and uh, like a ticking clock. So narratively, it just kind of like raised everything up, like the danger level a bit. Um, right. But yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, raise the stakes, you know, for everybody yeah. else, because you, you got to get the last member of the unit because she's mm -hmm. in mushroom land. Yeah, you know? that's exactly the word I was looking for was raising the stakes. And I thought I thought it was mushroom land. <laughs> yes, mushroom land. It's yeah. a creative solution. Wait, is that the amusement park outside? <laughs> yeah, mushroom land. <laughs> Basically, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, I, yeah. Sorry, it was. Like her whole accent, like it was just terrible and stuff. But um, I and like it's kind of weird for a show. This is a big debate around the other producers. Was like, what does a show do when you lose like your number one star? You know, like, like are we gonna lose viewers or like what? Like, how do we navigate this? So, um, and I feel like all the rest of the cast really kind of stepped up to the challenge and did really well to be able to carry the show. Agreed absolutely mm -hmm. yeah um, the, the, i really guess... enjoyed like this the extra I, I feel like we got some extra scylla in there like a, a little more of her independent yeah. um yeah we got some cool side stuff, characters like... coming yeah. up thelma 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 our mm -hmm. fame one of our faves isn't she amazing she She's is so amazing. love her yeah. listen <laughs> We talked to her for four hours. Really? Wow. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> She's I so mean, cool. people aren't going to see that whole thing. We only recorded for two and a half yeah. of that. But mm -hmm. Spoiler, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. You know what character yeah. I love this year? And mm. it's funny because, like, their character's kind of an asshole. Um, but Millie Longhorse. Like, <gasps> we love if, Millie! Okay, but if you take away, like, her, like, betraying her people or whatever, yeah. I love Millie, and she reminds me of one of her writers, Cherie uh, Demoline. I can't, I can't remember her last name exactly. But we, she we is just up, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, Demoline. Demoline. Yeah. She's a, yeah. so cool. Oh my god, we call we her auntie. Her. We call her auntie. Yeah. <laughs> she has such auntie. The energy. glasses, uh, outfits. Yeah. So oh did, you guys, did you guys see what's on the back? Of Liv Millie showed Walmart's us. Jacket? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the walking <No>. club. <laughs> yeah, antibodies walking club. Yeah, antibodies walking <laughs> Yeah. And then like the wolf with like little booties on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was so Amazing. good. I don't know if that was part of the interview, though. Was it? Oh. There you go, guys. That was also I bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So now people know. But Cody answered one of the questions with that anyway. The the favorite character from the show. Yeah, but, but did he? Like, what is your favorite character from the show? Like, from the show period. From the entire show, my favorite character. I You know who I liked? It was Glory. <gasps> Me too. What oh, what is she? Glory? Was she? We had more glory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think onward to glory, glory. Um, I yeah, onward to glory, glory. Um, I'm not too sure exactly. I think like they just, 
I don't know if it was like to do with um Canada where we shot was really strict with like COVID and quarantine. It was really difficult. So I don't know if there was some like any like scheduling conflicts or anything like that. I was totally left out of the conversation or exactly why she didn't come back. But I loved her. I wanted her to come back. I'm a big fan of like, you know, like shows like Arrested Development where they'll do something and then they're like, what do we do? Why don't we just like grab that thing from an earlier you know, and then make you look smart and then make it seem like you're calling back, but really you're just pulling. So I really wanted to bring her back, but I don't know exact the exact reason why she didn't, but I love Glory so much. She was you so just great. stuffed her in season three. Yeah, literally. Quick yeah. It would have been cool, but that would have been cool. Things cost oh. money. Yes. yes, they do. Yes, they a do. A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Every Glory. Minute costs money. <laughs> Like millions, my friend. Yep. <laughs> um, where are we now? I've lost it. What number it's seven? Your, number seven. Your question. Okay. What is something you really wish made it into the show that didn't? <laughs> Me. Correct <laughs> <laughs> answer. I emailed you guys my audition. I can't figure out how to screen share. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, me and Elliot. Like, I wanted Elliot to have a cameo, um, mm-hmm. especially yeah. at the Elsa wedding. Hitchcock I thought that would have been style. so cool. Yes, the my, wedding. My idea yes. was like when um, Edwin and Rael are talking at the wedding. I was like, you should just pass by in the background. Yes. Um, uh, I can't remember exactly why that didn't happen. It might have been like he got COVID. I know he got that near the end of the Aww. show. Um, that but sucks. I know. Him and I, oh my god, that would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. <laughs> the two of you, you should have just had a random scene together. I think that'd be hilarious. That'd be so funny. Yeah. Just be like, like I want one of you guys lobster? arguing on the street or something, and then like Abigail and Adil pass Move. by you. Yeah. We're walking like a tiny dog together. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I do like Bree's idea. He should have officiated the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, screw President it Wade. <laughs> it would have made more sense. <laughs> you know, like, drop it. <laughs> He's just like, that would have been minister. amazing. <laughs> uh, but like, Wade was so cool. Oh my God. Her I outfit love Wade. was so killer. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Wade. We. Wade uh, slapping silver was amazing. Silver. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> was that fingerprints. Awesome? That was like before the Oscar slap, and we saw that we're like, oh. but it, oh my god, she killed it! She killed it. Cheryl, yeah. she so good. What's that? Something that was. I was like a turntable. Yeah, well, I was dropping the Cheryl. Get off my case. <laughs> so, since you obviously spent a lot of time with Elliot, and like mm-hmm. we're involved with. The writing and editing and post and all that stuff we're wondering how big is the motherland world that lives in elliot's brain because i feel like oh, we only see huge. a piece how big is it yeah it's huge and it's a shame we couldn't have shown it all it would have been so dope honestly like Ugh. if we could have had the seven seasons and uh or whatever um but it was like honestly massive and it was really cool just to talk to him and stuff about it and and just the way he kind of like thinks of things and comes up with it it's just brilliant like i remember when i read the pilot i was like holy shit like this is so sick like i 
before motherland i was working on like christmas movies like non-stop oh, like homework movies oh dear and then no. working something like how this are you dairy. okay <laughs> 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 yeah it, it, and yeah it, it's just huge and i i really hope he can do a book series or i mm-hmm. think he's mentioned about possibility of doing a graphic novel and i think those would all be so sick yeah, make a great I think we'll novel. take anything. Yeah, really? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a blog. <laughs> yeah, just Elliot's thoughts. That could be the just blog. Just like bullet points. Yeah. Just like, this is what yeah, I want just to give us outlines. <laughs> then the writers, the fanfic writers will just take it away for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we really uh, need like 10 seasons with 20 episodes per season. Thank you. Uh, oh my god, a 22 yes, order? Yes, at least so like 20 yeah. for the first, the three seasons. Like 10 episodes is not enough. Yeah. I really want to do an episode where we just watch Motherland TV. Because like TV plays a lot in a pilot where they're watching the news and stuff. And I wanted to see like shows where it's like Jerry Springer, where it's like, my daughter won't enlist. And she's like, you can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be better than the news they're always watching that'd be hilarious <laughs> like, that would like we only ever see them watch the news and it's like mm-hmm. are there any other shows i know i really <laughs> wanted like america's most wanted where it's yeah. like the unit camaria cops, <laughs> 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 cops. <laughs> cops episode where they hunt down the, the unit <laughs> 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 They could do the the real witch like the housewives. Oh, show, the real witch house. It would be the real the real witch husbands of Salem. <laughs> of the Atlantic. <laughs> the real witch daddies. Ant- real witch <laughs> daddies. Real daddies of the High Atlantic. It's like all the um fights between Anton, Claude, and Fermi. Yes, I was Thank just you. I was just picturing them arguing over like, but I made the salmon. <laughs> I can't believe you picked that drapery for the, the sitting room. The president's coming. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah. Have Elliot write that too in his graphic novel. That'd be hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's that. that. That's just a spinoff, just like <laughs> limited <laughs> edition. <laughs> Exactly. <clears throat> I've got yeah. Furman's uh, pants if they <laughs> literally. Wait, do you have pants too? I have Furman's pants. Do you? Yes. I also That's have awesome. like Rail and Scylla's green screen outfits. Um cool. Edwin one of Edwin two of Edwin's shirts. One uh Scylla's police jacket from season two, the Boston police one. Wow. That's and, a good haul. Um, a yeah, pants. Pants, yeah. A and too. then something else like a counselor i think some i think it was like somebody in the hague right is that all from the auction yeah amazing i got <laughs> i stole that from uh, oh I nice from, i think it's from 204 nice. and then i have nice. um, yeah it is and then you've probably seen it on my instagram but i have like the one painting that sits above alder's desk of like her fighting the yes. british oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got a, I got a question from that post, but that's later in the interview, so I oh. get ahead of myself. <laughs> Let me jump on my social media. You can ask it now, Caitlin. Just ask. You want yeah. to? Just do it. Just ask it, Caitlin. Just do it. Oh. Yeah. Oh wait, it's not my question though. Just do it. Okay. Go now. Just ask. It's the answer's up. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it how I wrote it. What the hell did Will Ferrell do? 
<laughs> what um so i didn't get to meet will ferrell which is a slight disappointment he's like come on big idol of mine the beginning well he was a part of the gary sanchez studio mm-hmm. so it's kind of like having sometimes you do a show and it'll be like ben stiller but like you know it's just a name to ha- help sell the show and yeah. um he worked on elliot's first movie um welcome to me and it was same sort of thing of being executive producer and he helped out elliot a bunch uh with like promoting it um so it's just kind of like that like helping promote i don't know if he had any say or he could have but you know um it would have been sick to have him so yeah that's why i i stole his uh chair name because he's you know wait he had a chair name and everything he wasn't even there just on standby just in case he felt like taking a trip up to vancouver um so i i i scooped that up uh when we're wrapping up as you should Mm -hmm. that's what should have officiated the wedding oh Oh my god could you imagine (laughs) (laughs) vows and speaking because he has to have lines if he's in it it wouldn't just be music, yeah. Trust no, me. never It'd be his oh whatever gosh. his ceremony is. Um, we were robbed. I've been on this thing since the first episode I watched and saw Will Ferrell. So I went down a rabbit hole of research and did find the Gary Sanchez, which is now Gloria Sanchez, because him and Adam McKay split apart. We don't have to get into that right now. But yeah, I just wanted to know if he had any direct involvement in it, or if it was just because he was the like the head of the production company um not during my time that i know of um simply to put it but you know i was just a huge fan of him like i saw anchorman like a bazillion times and um even in high school like in my grade 12 write-up i wrote him and seth rogan as inspirations and since then i've technically worked for both of them so kind of dope that's cool that's That's awesome Mm -hmm. you do a lot of cool things like (laughs) thanks (laughs) uh but what's something you accomplished while working on motherland that you're most proud of um getting some of my writing on the screen was like unexpected and like fucking amazing so there was just like the odd time where you know like like elliot read a few of my scripts and he really liked my dialogue um so there's a few times where it's like hey we need a line here cody got any ideas and i'm like here's 50 ideas you know <laughs> here's more jokes about butts <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um there's the odd time or like the odd time where it's like hey we need to change this scene from a hallway to a stairway and it's like okay well i'll have to tweak what they're saying off the top you know stuff like that so any of those where i can just point them out and be like i did that that's so cool to me um what do you remember I, some it's of so them? cool to yeah us yeah well my favorite line i did and i um was in the pilot and we had to like reshoot a bunch of it because we recasted abigail and so there's a line where tally says oh i think i have like mud in my butt and then um abigail (laughs) says uh we all have mud in our butts butts. (laughs) yeah that was me that's such a good line i love that line so much that whole interaction in that scene was great yeah. Uh, that was the best. Oh, I'm so glad that you now yeah. makes sense. The butt jokes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, and then there's oh man, there's one really good one I wrote in the pilot, but you can't really hear it. It's um when Tally 
is like getting on the plane and a guy gives her her seat or his seat or whatever. And there's somebody in the background that says, she won't need a return flight. I, you heard, know? That. <laughs> I heard that. I know. Yeah. Like, oh, it's in the subtitles as yeah. well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I really challenge how mean my sister was in doing that one. Um, and yeah, there's just a few other ones I can't really remember. My big scene that I got to write was I wrote the teaser of the finale in season one with the soccer player. Oh yeah, I love that. So that one was cool, just because like you know I'm like a sports geek. So Elliot, it was like on an outline, so it was kind of like chunk was there, just needed to be in script form. So Elliot threw me a bone there, and I uh, wrote that. But what made it extra cool was the girl spree person was like my roommate's girlfriend, and she she got cast in a role without like me interfering at all <laughs> like i didn't say anything until the day and i was like yo what's up darby and we got <laughs> pictures together and that was like a su- such a cool moment oh, i love that that's very that full circle cool. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that was a cool one yeah so yeah just like a lot of little things but anytime i can be like that was my idea or whatever it's exciting there are some ideas I pitch are just bad, but that's part of the process, right? Part of the yeah. process. What's, yeah. What do you going. think is bad? Like, what's what's an idea? Okay, well, what's an idea that you really wanted to put in there, that, or like that you oh, didn't even man. get to pitch, but you would want to do? Oof, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say who, but there's like certain people. I'm like, let's just kill them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay, George sometimes R. R. I watch this go, I'm like, I think we should have killed them. But um, Can you tell us later? Yeah, I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> or you can oh, just tell man, us there... now because we have to cut this part out anyway. <laughs> there was, oh, oh I, okay. I No, I'll tell you guys later. Um, there okay. was one pitch. There was like, one time we had like, in the writer's room, we had to like, like, you know the ice witch in 308? Before it was an ice witch, it was supposed to be a bog witch. And they sent the writers out to like kind of write pitches about this bog witch. And I wrote like this such like insane seven page long pitch about how Alder and this bog witch need to fuck and all this stuff. <laughs> and um, I even like pitched it with this like meme I found on Twitter. Um, let me see where I pull it up real quick. So at the end of my at the end of my seven page pitch, I posted this picture that said, "Sex? No thanks. I'm saving myself for the bog witch." Oh my god! Come on, that could have been awesome. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I love it. I know I say this in every interview, but like Cody, I love you. Oh, thanks. I love you guys too. I said it before you this time, so you did. (laughs) <laughs> oh so my that's God. what i bring oh to a writer's God. room you know you're the fun yeah i try the mud in the butt in the writer's room the mud in the butt in the writer's room yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a clue answer <laughs> clue to what 
Keep you guessing. It was the mud in the butt in the writer's room, you know. It was Colonel Mustard in the study with the candlestick. <laughs> Never mind. It's funny. I was listening to one of your guys. I got guys's... it. I, know, I got it. I was listening to um. I was sorry. I was listening to one of your guys' episodes earlier, and you guys were talking about um. Is it shiny? Like stuff like that. And I was like, and then I was sitting there. I'm like, I wonder if anybody would have one that's like an inch from their butt. You know. <laughs> Listen. I'm sure People someone have does. Speculated, yeah, that Scylla, that Scylla's was an inch from her butt, but then that <laughs> <laughs> when you know, because it would be like par, it would be like opposite of rails. Yeah, and right. So an <laughs> but I guess uh, we found out that that's on her abdomen. So whatevs. According oh, to Elliot's yeah, brain. Yeah. According to Elliot's brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh lord. This has been fun, you guys. Honestly. Oh Absolutely. good. We're glad. Yeah. Uh. But less fun. <laughs> a less fun thing. It's still fun. <laughs> you posted a photo of the mall scene from the pilot yep. uh, on your Instagram. What was it like filming, being there for filming a mass death scene? <laughs> was it um, hard to film as it was to watch? No, it's kind of funny because filming it because um, uh, we just use dummies a lot. <laughs> so that would make it less impactful <laughs> yeah and it's just like fake pools of blood and stuff so and like oh man i just remember a lot of drone shots when i think about that day oh. i just hear a humming of a drone because we shot it in the vancouver public library which kind of looks like sort of like a coliseum um so it, I just it looks really the... cool i got to it go. does mm-hmm um so i just remember the drone a lot but it wasn't that difficult um honestly it was just kind of a long i think maybe we shot over two days so yeah. uh it just took a long time but um was it like was a big purple. expensive drone it's not like a like a drone you can buy in the store right yeah no it wasn't from aliexpress or anything like that <laughs> AliExpress i drone. have a drone this i'm i have a i'm a licensed pilot actually oh cool so i love Ooh. it yeah, yeah yeah those drone guys are so awesome drone it's guys terrifying. And women. yeah Mm-hmm. because I would freak it, you just out. crash and you just waste <laughs> lose so much yeah. money oh i like struggle so hard with flying with drones because because like like your accelerator and then you're turning and then if the drone gets behind you you're like so screwed up i can't deal with it <laughs> there's so many times i'm just like where are you and i'm trying <laughs> to look at that footage and i'm just like and then like, i finally get I'm like wait how are you over there <laughs> that's also yeah. my thought process <laughs> i believe it <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> so when we first met you uh you commented on one of our posts letting us know that ron made a cameo on vera's shirt yeah which thank you for that because what a gem after we just like spoke to ron <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other little like behind the scenes fun things that happen like that you could share with us? Oh, that's a really good question. But yeah, that Ron thing, I was so excited. So that was my idea. Yes! And just because he has like crusty brown hair. Yes. So mm-hmm. I was really excited about that. Um, little fun things. Um, did you guys catch in 310 that it's Amanda Tapping speaking as the goddess under Lynn? No. 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 What? We had to talk to Amanda Tapp. I wish. <laughs> I, 
breaking news. But yeah, breaking so, news. It was I love that. Happy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's in the credits. But um, yeah, so that's her doing voiceover under um, Lynn, and that that's was awesome. Elliot's idea. But little things like that, I have to think about. Um, there are <laughs> in the mall attack when Scylla comes back in like two hundred one. There are a bunch of pictures of me, but they didn't make in the cut. So there's a bunch of pictures <laughs> like of my the sister and I. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> And then I like told a set decorator after he's like, Oh, I would have like turned those around, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, it's okay. But there's a few little, if you look really close, there's a few like pictures of me just dead. (laughs) (laughs) Dead (laughs) Cody. Missing person. Yeah. There's dead Cody, everyone. (laughs) Was it your sister in one of the episodes as a missing person? Yeah. Same thing. Um, Yeah. I think it's the same episode. Her and I both are in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's That's just like awesome. a family photo. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> family photo Missing with your family. family. <laughs> yeah. Our fictional family. Yeah. No, up no more. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Oh, the the next question's mine. Sorry, I got I got really distracted, but that's not surprising at all. Okay, so. In your bio on IMDb. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's Caitlin Greaser's time. I'm in a hot search corner. <laughs> I only got to do social media. I didn't get to do my deep dive on Google, which I'm sad about. But anyway, I read that you have moved every two to three years. And yeah. I have also moved a lot about 25 or 26 times so far in my life. Oh my God. Uh, I'm 24. <laughs> wow that's insane oh my goodness i look like i have such an easier life than you i moved like nine times by the time i was 18 so i mean moving sucks no matter what oh yeah 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 <sighs> yeah but personally i think this made me turn to television shows a lot more as it was something that was constant and always there for me like i was like the mm-hmm. characters that i don't make friends as easy so they were always there I'm like, cool, these are my friends. But do you feel like moving made you turn to media more? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, growing up, I was sort of like Abigail Bellwether, like, to be honest. Um, uh, I don't know. What was the reason you moved? For, was it, like, for your parents' work? Like, were they in the um, <laughs> So my mom got sick when I was oh, younger, okay. and we actually became homeless. And oh. so we just had to like keep moving yeah so unfortunately it was i was like oh, i don't know if i i there's a whole documentary about it it's all right about you yeah i made it yeah it's, she oh, made it's it. on amazon it's on amazon oh man i'm such a and fake YouTube. fan oh, uh, please like honestly please email it to me i'd love to check it out um but yeah i uh i moved a lot because um kind of like you know how army brats move in the states yeah in canada we have like a national police force and my dad was a police officer. So we had to move every couple of years to go to like a new posting. Oh, wow. And I, yeah, absolutely. Like totally. I, I feel you on that one. Like I was, I would like have just like cassettes of Disney movies and stuff. And I would just watch those over and over again. And then I would just start watching TV and I got really into like, like Fox animation, like the Simpsons, King of the Hill, like all those movies, all those shows. And it was just a huge routine. Like I'd come home from school I'll just start watching Simpsons and whatever was on next. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I moved a lot. I was like a, a chubby kid. Um, 
didn't always have friends. I got bullied often. So I just kind of went to that. And then after all, I just started writing my own stuff and shooting my own stuff. And, you know, I'd make web comics and post them online. And uh, that's just kind of where it came from. That's awesome. But yeah, I totally feel you, Caitlin. Yeah. I mean, no yeah. matter the reason, moving just is awful. It's it does. so hard making friends everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hard to keep in touch. Like, I know, like, yes. you know, we're probably similar age and we'd have like Facebook or instant messenger, which helps. But, you know, there's some people where you just move away and they just cut contact with you. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, No, I had a friend break up with me. Basically, they're like, you're moving to another state. We should not be friends anymore. I'm oh, like, that's so cool. Lame. It is like cool. you yeah. aren't a good influence on me anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> bye, bitch. <laughs> no, I, okay, totally I got feel... these two now. <laughs> I totally That's feel great. what you mean because that was me growing up too. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends, I didn't go anywhere. I played mm -hmm. sports and that was it, but I didn't like make friends when I played sports <laughs> because all like just I was the weird kid that liked stuff that wasn't mainstream so mm -hmm. i refused to watch movies that were made past 1965 oh, until man. i was like in college so okay. i watched classic movies over and over and over until i got into others until i found buffy and then i was <laughs> obsessed with that for <laughs> for you know every season so mm -hmm. i totally feel that too and it's media can be such a a home when yeah. you don't really have, like Caitlin said, a big friend group or a lot of support elsewhere. So. Mm -hmm. It's and also that's... the great thing about Motherland. So. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, you know, taking a job with Motherland, I was so like honored and like felt really like pleased to be able to be a part of this and like seeing the outreach from the community, like like especially like the queer community and stuff, feeling like you know unrepresented and finally having this show i felt like you know this is what i really wanted to do i wanted to make shows that like help people the same way tv has helped me i love that yeah because like I, I, I always talk about how much i believe like media has so much power to change the way mm -hmm. the world thinks and do so much good so like mm -hmm. wanting to make a difference in the stuff that you create and not necessarily <laughs> wanting to do hallmark shows Unless you can yeah. make them more queer, because then we would like you to go back to that and make them more queer. Yeah. <laughs> That's your it, assignment, Cody. <laughs> it is funny. I don't want to burn bridges with Homer because it is great money, but there was, I just had to emotionally take a break. Um, but yeah. I do have a question for you guys. Is yeah. there times where you're, because like I'm straight or hetero or whatever, I, is there times where you're watching a show and there's queer characters and you're like, Oh, I know a straight guy wrote this. Like, what yes, are like yes. kind of the <laughs> what are the signs? Because I'm like worried about you know I would love to write queer characters. Like I, I have so many queer people in my life, and but I just don't want to like fuck it up. So, what do you guys think are like kind of the signs? First of all, I just want to say, uh, good on you for asking, because like, I think <laughs> that the difference between a good writer and a just one in it for money or something. So. <laughs> I will let them, they'll be more articulate about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, don't do what Killing Eve did. No, oh, just God. <laughs> <laughs> don't write like Laura Neal. She's great at ruining <laughs> television shows. Like, um, I think a lot of it is, 
just seeing queer characters in very stereo having very stereotypical conversations that don't feel authentic okay like almost i don't know i'm trying to say exactly but almost tokenizing in a way but Mm -hmm. making it so queerness is the only thing about the character right they don't have a personality outside yeah like you're gay and that's why you're in the show because that's what it comes off like like okay you don't know gay people or you don't know queer people so you're putting what you think queer people are in a in a you're writing and it's coming off as inauthentic so i think basically the big thing to do is just ask questions like you're like you've already done or like mm-hmm. if you write a scene with queer characters go to one of your queer friends is like does this sound authentic to you like does cool. this like because think about Raelle and Scylla. those two characters never once in the entire run of the series came off as inauthentic they mm-hmm. were perfect they that's why it, they made such an impact is because they were so well acted written everything it was yeah. literally the perfect storm for for me personally in two queer characters that i had not seen to that point no television show had achieved that in my opinion to that point so i have what elliot and the other add. writers did <laughs> um i don't know if you have before but talk to keenan because Keenan has such oh, yeah. great insight into this. He really yeah. does. I don't know, Thor, okay. do you have anything? Yeah, everything you said, I, I agree with. Like, um, again, like, I think, yeah, what you said, basically, like, having them, their queerness be, like, the central part of their character, like, can come off as, like, forcing it versus, like, mm-hmm. again, Rail and Silla were, like, people that just, like, happen to be into each other kind of thing. That helps. Yeah. And um, if you're writing a relationship like theirs, again, it was like they had a lot of elements to them that just felt natural. Like they did a lot of like tactile, like hand holding, and like it wasn't just like every time you see them, they're like fucking, and it's like okay, like right. Jesus Christ, because so, that's like, what we they had. had a relationship. They had they had conversations. They talked about running away together. It's like if you're gonna do it, like show like them having moments where they're just like talking to each other about normal stuff like what romeo mm-hmm. and juliet teenagers don't try to run away together like it humanizes them you know cool. yeah also yeah. like a- afterthoughts because there's so many like relationships that are just disney. thrown in there too like <laughs> disney oh you see those people kissing in the background there you go guys oh yeah, yeah i know that. what you mean actually yeah, yeah. um there was a few freeform shows that did it in the beginning of like like the representation changing, like, <clears throat> um, oh God, I keep getting this confused with switch switches, but uh, Stitchers in the third season they just randomly put in the queer storyline, which I still love, but then they got canceled, so there was nothing. So like those things, just an afterthought, basically, just to be like, oh hey, yeah, we do have it. Yeah, just more planning out. I think Theora's point was super important because that was that's one of the things that's missing a lot from queer relationships early on when representation was coming in, and even now is you see actors that are kind of like, um, I'm sorry, but I don't believe it. They look like they're they're BFFs just chilling. Like there's no like real natural little relationship things that you do like 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 she said, Rail and Scylla do like they just yeah. touch each other randomly or just have conversations about 
you know, things that still drive the plot, but are, you know, mundane in a way. Mm -hmm. so, really yeah, like those two actresses story. are so smart too. They, and great chemistry, but they worked on that. Yeah. They did an amazing job, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much. It's yeah, more than asking, our pleasure. Seriously. Thank you for asking. <laughs> we, we, appreciate we love you that. even more now. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, listen. Okay, you seem like you like to lean towards comedy. Like, more queer people in comedies, please. Like, yes, that's my favorite please. genre, and yeah. we're never in it. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I'll work on that. Yeah, well, it's funny. I was just, I was in a writer's group the other day, and I'm like, it's kind of funny. Like, I notice a lot of people are just afraid to write gay men. And I'm like, why not you know just like also it's days. always stereotypical yeah like just crazy yeah. you know flamboyant you know over the top and yeah and like my best friend growing up uh was gay and him and i just act acted exactly the same like all the time you know we were like best buds so yeah i would love to do stories like that yeah that's absolutely normalizing yeah. normalizing mm -hmm. period all the way um, but speaking of, of writing, what I get, what's something that you'd like to do in, in your career with writing um, and what makes you passionate about writing? <laughs> I would love an on-screen credit. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We love it for you too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I, oh my God, honestly, the bigger, um, like outside of like winning awards or anything like that, my biggest thing is like, like, touch people in the way that motherland has touched people like i tell us elliot like fuck like i'd love to have like a oh, sorry guys <laughs> it's okay <laughs> is there like a dog she's, rubbing she's in my camera off, but she didn't mute herself. <laughs> we will edit that out don't worry <laughs> um i can turn it back uh i so what i'd like to do is just create something like a movie or a tv show or whatever be a part of it um that just helps people you know just helps people the same way like the show like the simpsons helped me or help motherland help like so many people um that's that's my long game honestly uh, honestly like that's probably one of the best goals ever um and it it goes back to like what caitlin said about like the power of media and so like mm -hmm. for me like um i work in infectious diseases um oh, shit. yes uh so busy couple years for you eh yeah and i just wanted to touch on that just for like a second because um during the pandemic like it when it happened and we had to like got our first wave of cases and we didn't really have ways to treat patients we we're just like watching our patients die and like it was very like it's like ptsd it's very psychologically damaging and just very oh, like yeah. hopeless and so at the end of the day, since we're all quarantined, like coming back and having like media, it, it was a way to kind of like escape from reality and just have something hopeful. So like, thank you for like dedicating your life and like your career to like giving people that because while I was in the, I'm in the business of like providing medicine, like it, to me, that was my medicine that like helped me recover at the end of the day. So like, Thank you for putting time into shows like Motherland and like keeping it going during pandemics and things like that. Like it really does um, make a difference. And it it in a world where we're kind of disconnected, like none of us live in the same state. Like it, it mm -hmm. does connect people and help them, you know, form friendships and stay in touch and things like that. So 
I really yeah. hope you get to like see the fruits of your labor because it really does make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, like hats off to you guys for working in the medical sector. Like that's, I can imagine how intense that is. She's on the real front lines. I just, I'm just in surgery. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> are, are you a surgeon or like, what do you do? I'm a surgical assistant. So I'm cool. the babysitter. I get to babysit the surgeons. Okay. Is it like, I need a scalpel and then you're there? It's like, um, I'm going to need all of these things for this case. And then I'm in there with my hand in somebody's chest and they're like, <laughs> all right, can you hand me three other things? And I'm like, I have two hands, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is also um, the cool thing because of their work. They're able to dissect different things from motherland. Where we screwed just... up? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> I mean, uh, I did have a few things where I'm like, okay, that scalpel is the wrong number blade, but that's just like stuff that nobody's gonna know unless they're in mm -hmm. the field, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Theora did have questions about the witch plague, but <laughs> oh, right, what is it? What does it want? How did it evolve that quickly? <laughs> Oh, I How is there a cure in three questions. days? I'm glad you can't answer it. I can't either. Yeah. I I like I wish I could. What? I seriously cannot. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't there for um the uh, the birth of the witch plague and I think in the season two writer's room. Mm. Um but all I can tell you is just like it seeks out it knows which blood, I guess. It knows who's a witch and it can just seek it out and neutralize the um target um and now there was a a, a vaccine in three days isadora is so fucking good at her job. yeah exactly Isadora's amazing <laughs> she's amazing <laughs> i wasn't Isadora surprised by that piece one bit no no not what's like actually, it's been three it's days Isadora. of course isadora. isadora has her own segment on the podcast we love her so much because <laughs> like okay elliot's always like listen we have this amazing this this that world is ending who on earth could figure this out? Alder will delegate it to Isidore. It happens so many times. They're like, this is impossible. You got this, right? And then she's like, yes, an episode later. She's amazing. <laughs> she's and so it's cool. like and not even active. in the same fields. <laughs> yeah. So she knows everything about science. Everything. Mm -hmm. Her lab is Real her student. home. With her mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. She uh -huh. rocks. Um, and that actress, we love her. She's so cool, Emily. She is. Emily's great. We love mm -hmm. her. Um, I I'm curious, off, off, off book question, but like curious though, um, were you involved when they were creating Albin at all? No, I wish I was, but holy shit. It wasn't, Bob Fraser. Yeah. So good. Yes. Oh my God. I might've been there during the auditions. I can't remember in the casting. I don't think so. Yeah, he told but... us he like he he basically auditioned for somebody else, and then they're like, "No, we're gonna do something else with you." So I was just wondering how like out because how Albin evolved from Bob Ooh. basically. I don't think I was there for that then. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's okay. It was funny during the season two writers' room. I think I, I worked on the show Snowpiercer, so I was gone on another show. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry about that. That's I, okay. I, I like. I was like season one finished shooting and then I was off and I worked on another show and I came back for season two starting to shoot and then I was just on it till the end. Gotcha. Yeah. Fair so enough. yeah, sorry. 
but Alvin, oh my God. He's, Bob is so such a great actor. It's just like, he's a terrible, his character is terrible, like morally dubious, but like yeah. he, he's so theatrical and just watching him is just incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want to use this. Uh, I, um, so I tried doing the screen share. Let me see if I can do it because you guys would get such a kick out of my audition that I did. Um, let me see oh, if I can yeah. do it real quickly. It might, it might not work. I emailed it to you guys, but basically I auditioned to be, um, her assistant. Yes. <gasps> yes. 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 Rob let me see. So many things. Uh, okay. I, I don't know Iris at all. I, yeah, I'll so I just I emailed it to uh, whoever sent the me an email. email. Yeah, yeah. yeah just so basically, like, we have two right now. <laughs> oh, um, I got it. So basically, yeah. So I'll give some backstory for it. So we talked about in the season three writers' room of having um, an assistant for Hearst, and then his name was Camaria Carl, and <laughs> I love That's that. Amazing. Yes, okay. And uh, so one day I uh, I wrote my own scene for Camaria Carl and I shot my own audition that night and I had my wife read the lines off camera and then I just sent it to the writer's room and they're like, um, sorry, we we're looking for somebody evil, not lovable. So <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, well, it's a good way lovable. to lose a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being too nice. Um, and then his character turned out we didn't name him on the screen. His name was like first assistant, but he's a guy in three Oh, I think five or six or something where, um, Sterling and Anacostia escape and they like snap his neck or whatever. Oh. Then they speak. So it was that oh, guy. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, if you gave him died. a name, you'd have to pay him more, right? Something like that. Well, <laughs> it's just just a little easier sometimes it. to be like, sometimes it's easier to just be like assistant. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of being like, who's Frank? You know? <laughs> <laughs> then it's a trivia question later. Who was Frank? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's why you call Caitlin? him Camaria Carl. Yeah. That's such a he is. banger of a name. I'm I sorry. I have a dog that's being so annoying right now. She wants love. <laughs> Can you not? All right. You know what? The two of you are gone. I love them. They're annoying right now. All right, we need to watch Camaria Carl. I'm very excited about this. Super excited. Hi, my name is Cody Peterson. I'm six foot five mm -hmm. um, from Vancouver, British Columbia. And yes, I can work as a local. And uh, yes, I'll start dieting um, after this weekend. Um, I love this show. I've seen most of the first season. Here's my resume, Dr. Hurst. I'm available whenever. Evenings, weekends, I'll do anything. Even your laundry. What are your goals and or motivations, Carl? Uh, to follow your footsteps, of course. Your work at Fort Salem was fucking sick. So you have an MFA from Penn State and a summer internship at Nickelodeon? Not necessarily one would point to as Camarilla material. Oh, believe me. I'm for the cause. I hate those goddess damn witches more than anyone. I've seen what they do, or at least my cousin told me what they do. He said, sometimes a witch, they'll look right into you, right into your eyes. You know, the, the thing about witches, they've got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like doll's eyes. When they come at you, they don't seem to be living. 
until she wind strikes you. And those black eyes roll over white and then, oh. Yes, that is exactly my experience with witches. Totally. They suck. My cousin Ricky said he lost a hundred men fighting witches over one night at a Kid Rock show that was supporting not our daughters. You know, Carl, I just had a brilliant idea. Your experience with Nickelodeon might come into use. I've been thinking about putting my one-man show about my life experiences. That's a fucking great idea, Dr. Hearst. Thank you. You just made my face hurt so bad. I have no idea. <laughs> so much. Uh, just know that Carl, you know, he had some sick ideas. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I put some Jaws references in there because Elliot loves that movie. I was trying to... <laughs> <Aww. laughs> All right. So last question before we jump into Caitlin's research corner. So... What direction would you like to take your career kind of like after Motherland? Like what's on the horizon for you? Um, well, next step is um, I'd like to get into another writer's room and um, I'd like to get out of being a personal assistant. Like it's a great gig, but I'm just kind of growing out of it. Um, so I'd like to get into writing and I'd like to, you know, even do some like indie stuff, like shoot a short film or maybe shoot an indie feature. So that's the kind of direction I want to take is more serious, like actually writing and producing. Absolutely. We would love to see anything you could make a reality. That'd be super fun. Oh, we hope thank you. you get it. So you brought up being into like the post-production. Were you in the editing room? Do you do any editing? Um, Not in the editing room per se, because all the editing was like in LA or people were working from home. So it's all over Zoom. Um, I do have editing experience clearly from my audition yes. um and so um there was times where i'm like hey what if we do like this kind of edit or blah 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 um but it's mostly just over zoom pretty much it, um i just wanted to know your experience for this question mm -hmm. because it wouldn't make sense if you didn't actually have any editing experience what is your opinion on the crossfade like audio or like uh, video video like okay so you know what it it looks so dope in old movies i think it looks so cool in old movies like when they can really do it or if there's like a really um uh like creative and like interesting and intelligent way to do it i think it's sick but if you just like go into premiere and drop the f drop the crossfade <laughs> template in you're gonna get called out for that <laughs> i love but you I love you. <laughs> she has gone on about crossfade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Because people just use them and it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I've made that it's mistake in film school. Yeah. I made that mistake in film school That's where I literally did a short, like two or three minutes long. Every edit was crossfaded. And my teacher's like, the fuck are you doing? Are you kidding me? And I had to like re examine my life. <laughs> Like, what do you think you are, a Hallmark movie? <laughs> <laughs> you committed the cardinal sin. Hallmark. Yeah. We don't my editing teacher would knock you down a whole grade if you if you used a crossfade. <laughs> and not creatively. Wow. Like it, and it wasn't mm -hmm. warranted. 
Yeah. Like freeform, not freeform, but motherland in the wedding. No, no. In, it, one it, of the one of the episodes, Wade was giving her speech, and they were like showing like what the passage of time. And they're like Petra yeah. arresting people. I was like, crossfade. Okay, I can get behind that. There were still a little too many for my liking. Mm-hmm. But I can get behind that one. I'm very passionate about <laughs> yeah. Theora, Theora, sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Theora, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, is correct. Like of actually showing passing of time, like it kind of worked there. And yeah, it, I didn't bump on it, but no, I totally yeah. know what you mean, Caitlin. Like I've seen some really shitty ones. <laughs> I also like um in Star Wars. When they do the really stupid, like, like transitions where it's like a clock, you know, like <laughs> wipes like that. <laughs> Those are so hokey. They only work in Star Wars because they're dumb. Yep. <laughs> it's just like the only place that fits. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Editing is so powerful. You can like completely change the story with editing. Mm-hmm. I just, I love this industry. Yep. But. While we're on the like the technical side, I saw that you have a Sony camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I do. I don't use. <laughs> actually, I just used yeah, it a couple. Awesome. I, I used it last weekend actually, but yeah, I have a A7S, I think, but it costs way too much money, and I hardly yeah. use it. Do you have that pain too? I want to know why you pick Sony. Well, the reason was I really like how it is in low light. And I like when I shoot myself, like shoot things on my own, I like to have a really small crew. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want a whole bunch of people. I'd rather just like me and somebody else, honestly. So I liked how much it could pick up low light and I was, and I could shoot 4k on it. Mm -hmm. So that was a big selling point for me. And then I bought it and it was like the cost of a used car. And then I was like, I'm so fucked. <laughs> and then I hardly used it. And I'm like, now the now the value is like disintegrated into like nothing. Um, but I still use it the odd time. And you know, I and you know, I like looked at cannons and stuff, but um I, I just, ha- like, I'm a cannon, by the way. <laughs> I love cannons. I just decided to go with the Sony for I don't know, whatever reason. I think it was like well, the I cool mean, camera. Like, that does, they do really well with low mm-hmm. But and, I, my school used Canon, so that's kind of right. fell in there. Yeah, we had seven Ds at my school that we used a little bit. It was like like the last semester we're allowed to use seven Ds, and there were not there even were, like the Reds. You can't use Reds or anything. No, you'd have to like know a guy or rent that out. Oh, <laughs> so okay, um, it wasn't yeah, and so. And then I like I like the seven Ds, but like the Sony camera that I got was more for just like video, and that was kind of perfect yeah. for what I wanted. I didn't really care about taking stills, um, but yeah, I should really use it some more and actually make some stuff. And you're like, eh, but I can buy it, so like I'm gonna buy it. I bought a whole like studio worth of equipment, so I didn't have to go into our film equipment room because it was so emotionally abusive there. Really. Oh, yeah, man. so I was like, for so long, I didn't actually have a reason to use most of this other than classes. Mm-hmm. Luckily, now I have a job where I can use it, but yeah, yeah, it's just, the drone is collecting dust right now. Yeah, it's so tough to buy, too, because then you like start doing the math, and you're like, ah, crap, that would have been like so much cheaper to rent, or I don't know what kind of city you're in, Caitlin, where you have like rent. I'm near houses. Philadelphia. Oh, cool. Wasn't that where the, the mall 
was supposed to take place? <laughs> the Maybe. mall is somewhere in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. There was some place that was around Philly, I feel like. Huh. It's probably a spree attack. It was the pool. That sounds right. The, something. The I think it was something spree. Yeah, yeah. something spree. Because that, that, the spree is how we travel. Because there's a title card and they're yeah. like, something bad's going to happen. We're not in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I've always wanted to visit Philly. Um, I haven't really spent much time on the East Coast. I've only been to, like, the New York City and like, Montreal. Like wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like cities. I like Vancouver. Vancouver is so pretty. It's, it's very expensive, though. West Coast. <laughs> Not yeah. as expensive as the city. <laughs> I live in San Francisco, California. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's hard. That's hard living. I Lovely love city, though. West Coast yeah. is gorgeous. I'm originally from the East Coast of the United States. I'm born in New York. I lived in Florida, oh, which is sorry, hellhole. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like now, I like it was raised on the East Coast. Never thought about it. Ended up getting a job during COVID out here, and like it's the West Coast is gorgeous, gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah, I love San Francisco. Yeah, me too. I don't How about life. you, Bree? Now that we're doxing ourselves. Yeah. Oh, Walmart. <laughs> Oh dear, this comes up every time. Stop it, Caitlin. You'll get an explanation. In northwest Arkansas, which is where Walmart originated, and it's we have like a shit ton of the richest people in the world because they're all Waltons and they've all got money out their ass. And so they own the whole place, basically. So in Arkansas, there's like, you know this part of arkansas and then you go to northwest arkansas and it's like rich people mm-hmm. <laughs> so everything's a little more um i don't know bougie up here mm. yeah what's the but, what's the tea with the waltons are they always like breaking the law and getting away with it they're not that bad it's the okay. it's it's our um i don't know if you know who the duggars are oh yeah yeah, yeah. They're from here too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so they're nineteen Josh, kids and counting, right? Yes. So yeah. Josh, oh. Mr. Child, bad videos yeah. himself and stuff, but um, that's probably our most famous recent criminal. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, our WalMarts are way fancier. I don't know if you've been. Uh, I know everywhere else they're like not at all nice but we have like department store walmarts wow huh the rmb are really sick of me bringing what walmart but here's the and the reason that it's brought up is because caitlin had an idea for keenan and tia and taylor well actually started started with taylor Taylor. it started started with with taylor Taylor. when we talked to taylor for for us all to spend 24 hours in a walmart and film it like the bougie walmart oh my god That would be so cool. So it'd be yeah, like, you want to come too? So you just basically, yes. I'm slowly collecting everybody we talk to. She got live last time, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I would like do that. The Hicksons, Keenan, Olivia, and Cody. <laughs> yeah, I've done family vacations where we've camped outside of a Walmart in like Idaho. So I would be so down to check on Arkansas real Walmart. Yeah. And if you want to camp, that's a huge thing here, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that sounds great. We could set up a tent in Walmart. Yeah. Okay. Now we're just in where the heart is. So. 
don't know if you remember that Natalie Portman, movie. of course. Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman has her baby in the Walmart. Oh, oh yeah. that you guys brought that up before, and I still was confused then as well. I'm just <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> We're gonna just Natalie Portman. Just Natalie Portman. That's all I gotta know. Just trying to see Wars. how many people I can collect. If my thing is, if I can tell more people about this video, gosh me. damn it. If I can tell more people about this video, maybe it'll actually happen. <laughs> Caitlin's got an awesome camera, except that it goes out every 30 minutes. Huh. It's a 90D. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. Anyway. Um, you went to film school. I did. And I know there's a huge thing where people are like, don't go to film school. And then you said mm -hmm. that you're one out of 12 one out of every 12 that like like their experience yeah wow you dug deep this is awesome um so <laughs> that's usually the feedback i get like wow you know a lot <laughs> this is a funny story so i like i went to a different high school from grade 11 to grade 12 and it, when i was in grade 11 i had a friend that was a year older than me and he went to the film school i went to and so when I moved in grade 12, I kept in touch with him and I kept track of like what projects he was doing and stuff. So I could kind of have an idea what I was going to do when I'd get there. And then I got there, paid like the crazy amount of money it cost, took out all these loans. And then I checked in with my buddy. I'm like, hey, man, like, how's work going? Are you working on set? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, nah, I'm taking like passport photos at the pharmacy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I fucked up. So kind of, and like, I remember like my first day of film school, like it was an art school. So I had like, you know, there's people with game design, people with fashion design. And remember they, the principal or Dean, whatever, sat us down all in the auditorium. And he's like, look at the people around you. Um, only one of you is going to probably graduate. And we all laughed at him, but then soon people just started dropping like flies, like crazy. Wow. And and like the program I did was 15 months long, but it was literally like four years jammed into like a year and a year and some change. So that was like intense, you know, that was like intense, you know, that was like intense, you know. Emily was super suspicious of Caitlin. <laughs> She's oh, like, yeah. you're trying to get me. <laughs> She's like, you're fishing for something. I'm like, I'm not. I just want to get to know you better. I'm like, I, yes, I do know that you went to a clown oh. workshop but like <laughs> i didn't tell you to bring that up you brought it up <laughs> <laughs> she just uh. started bringing up things that she thought caitlin might be trying to get at i love interviews I've, i love getting to talk to everybody and just learn more and also get to show the audience Mm -hmm. Well, let them hear. You get it. My brain just here. stopped yeah. working. Yeah. Yep. It's late where you are. It is. Oh, no. This is nothing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Usually we're up to like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. my time. And then that's when my brain really stops. But anyway, one of the last things I have on here is that mm -hmm. not only are you an amazing writer who's going to go <laughs> so far and I cannot wait to see. You also have written some stuff that's been made, wasn't? Hasn't it? Like, there's a film. And... Yeah, I've shot a couple short films. Yes, I need to 
We need to watch them. Um, oh. But not only are you a great writer and a great assistant and associate producer, you also do some stand-up and you've done improv. Yeah, done both. I like stand-up more. Interesting. But, um, yeah, Elliot was uh, big in improv. Like You've probably seen that. He was in UCB and stuff. So um, I read a book uh, called, I think it was called Poking the Dead Frog or something like that. And it was all about writing for comedy. And I think actually Adam McKay said, it's like, yo, you actually either got to do stand-up or improv just to work on your chops. So I jumped into both at the same time, like in around 2019. And I've always wanted to do stand-up, like since I was like 10. And I remember my parents dropped me off for film school. And I was like, I think I might do stand-up. And they're like, no, you're going to finish film school. <laughs> and then, so I got into stand-up late, but I like it so much. Like, it gives me so much creative room to write and to perform and hang out. And, like, I like improv. Like, I'm down to play improv games and stuff. Like, I was at a sketch show the other day, and they, like, started playing improv games with me in the audience which was unexpected but i just went with it um but the way i kind of look at <laughs> just in the audience yeah i was in the audience it was my friend's show and they just started messing okay. with me so i just yes and it as much as i could and it was cool because <laughs> people after the show were like did you guys write that ahead of time and i was like no <laughs> i didn't know what was happening so <laughs> um so uh the way i kind of think about it in my mind the difference between improv and stand-up is improv is like passing a ball with a group of people and try not to drop it so you're kind of relying on some other people too yeah but stand up it's like shooting three pointers and it's based on charisma so i'm like i can do that so i like it i'm not good you know i'm not trying to get on the tonight show or anything it's just something for me to do after work and i really enjoy it or during work and like keep everybody yeah spirits <laughs> up like yeah on a Friday. Yeah, there have been times where people are like crafty and they're like, Cody, tell us a joke. And I just, <laughs> I'm like, this is so much different than me with a microphone and yeah. lights and a stage. And then I'll say like one of my, yeah, I'll say a bit and they're like, uh huh. huh. <laughs> you know, so it is. They're making you work for food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No snacks for you. Yeah. I've seen you eat three cookies already, Cody. <laughs> Make us laugh. <laughs> What kind of cookies? <laughs> um, you know the white mac and dizzle nut. Ooh, nice. Yeah, oh, there's a subway by my house, and like since I've been off for the past month, I've been like, I've been noticing this hack I can do where I Uber eat Subway, and then in my special instructions, I'm like, "Thank you so much. Have a great day," and they'll give me like four extra cookies. Aww. Oh, <laughs> nice. this is where you get the real tea. Yeah. Cookies are my favorite food group. Oh, me too. <laughs> she's not kidding. <laughs> well, what's your favorite, times, Caitlin? When she's sharing. like, should I DoorDash cookies? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> cookies are great. My favorite cookie is the is like a butter cookie with the raspberry jelly in the middle. Oh, yes. Those are good. Good choice. Yeah, with Linder tarts. They... Mm -hmm. Well, those are different. But yes, those as well. Because those have like a cookie on top as well. And powdered they sugar. can. A Linder Tart's like um, shortbread <laughs> with like raspberry jam. 
I this is the anyway. first interview I've done that I'm in the whole thing and it really this, it's not exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> but it's you and me that get off topic usually, not you and Theora. <laughs> okay, bring your look. We're all sharing. What's your favorite cookie? We're here now. Let's just do it. Brie likes brownies, uh, chocolate chip with walnuts. Ooh. But like, this is going to be controversial. Not as many chocolate chips as most people like. Like, I want there to be a nice ratio of chocolate chip to pecan to cookie. I want to taste it all. Don't Wait overload it with any Wait a minute! Thing. You just said two different nuts. Oh, walnuts! Did I? Walnuts. She just said pecans. I love my pecans. I had pecans earlier on a cupcake. Okay. They're in my brain. I'm just saying continuity, okay? Someone you know else what? I'll fight it. you. <laughs> um, we do I not dial guess... ourselves down I... during interviews <laughs> at all. Oh, shush. <laughs> no, Brie always, always skips the aura. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to say Oreo. Classic Oreo. Good one. Oreos. So... Mm -hmm. I guess we should wrap this up. Yeah. Should we uh, or should we just keep going off? Okay, well, favorite pizza toppings. Afterwards. Oh good. Pineapple. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say pineapple? Yes. You're fired. Um no. Oh, okay, yes. all right. Ooh. You you see if you can survive without me. No, I can't. I can't without pineapple for a second. I was like, I think Brie will be okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway. Tears. I like olives on pizza. Oh, I'm with olives. her. I like olives as well. So, Cody. Cody. You guys want to hear? This is a crazy one. You guys is ready it for anchovies? This? No. You guys probably haven't heard of this one. This is from like a hippie island I lived off Ooh. of off Vancouver Island. It's um, it's kind of like a little bit of meat, like a little bit of pepperoni. But what you do is you get dried cranberries and little dollops of cream cheese. Interesting. Yo, okay. and you want to go against my pineapple? I will willingly try that, but I just don't want anybody coming after my pineapple after that. Okay, <laughs> but let's be fair. The if you want to get the the pe weirdest pizza topping, it was Amalia and her pears. That oh. okay? Listen, that pears. pizza was Ooh. basically like a flatbread. It wasn't really a pizza. It was like flatbread. Also, was like don't knock cheese. anything until you try it. I exactly. don't like pears, so I don't, wouldn't like it. Well, oh, you just okay. knocked it, and you didn't try it. <laughs> no, I don't like pears, though. I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> that is true. Great job, everyone. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this dissolved. <laughs> uh, this is, a lot this of is who we fun. are. Thank Welcome you. to oh, our podcast, thank you. Cody. <laughs> thank you very much, um, Cody. <laughs> is that the end, or do you guys have any more questions? I'm happy to... Uh, we have a wrap up. So, okay. the We're wrap trying. up is: Do you have any final words for the listeners at home before we stop recording and go our sep sort of separate ways? No, when we ask you questions that you can't answer on camera. Exactly. Oh right, I forgot what the what I was going to hold off on. Um, but the wrap up um, stuff for the listeners. Um, first of all, thank you. Um, I'm at cody blacked out on twitter and instagram if you want to hit me up um but yeah just um i don't know just be yourselves and you can do anything you set your mind to good advice excellent mm -hmm. advice so thank you for taking them to talk to us today we really appreciate it 
we were super excited to talk to you, period. And to everyone listening at home, thanks for tuning in, whatever way you tuned in. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, and hydrate for lesbian Jesus. Hydrate for lesbian Jesus. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all of our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. And please subscribe and like all the things. If you happen to be listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review, no matter how brief. This is what Apple uses in their algorithm to uh, help us gain a wider audience. So please, please, please help us out. Yes, and please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you about everything and anything. And if we like it, we'll probably give you a shout out on the air. You can find us at all the things. Twitter at Big Gay Energy Pod. Tumblr, Big Gay Energy Pod. Instagram, Big Gay Energy Pod. Or you can email us at BigGayEnergyPod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for lesbian Jesus.